Chris Miata, F-Class winner today. Good race, man. Yeah, we did our best. I mean, we were out there for the whole day. Like, shout out to Open Throttle. They were uh, they were getting after it. Like, both our cars are super evenly matched. Um, you know, we had a lot of good battles in all day. We had a transmission issue that we're uh, we're gonna get get all get all the fixed up and then be ready to go tomorrow. But uh, overall, I mean, the car felt great. Like, uh, we just did an engine rebuild, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's been really fun. So, I don't know. Looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> You're doing good. They're big hands, man. Hey, who are your drivers? Uh, so drivers today was uh, myself, Jeremy Albert, um, Jeff Bliss, and uh, Jared Carey, who was here for his first race ever in a wheel-to-wheel -wheel race. He did awesome. Super proud of him. Um, Dave Gregory also took a couple laps before we had to go behind the wall. But like overall, like super proud of the team. Um, we're going to get everything uh, sorted for tonight and come back tomorrow and be ready to race with those guys and everybody else. But uh, yeah, shout out to... Everybody else, like, just build an F-Class car. It's really fun. Um, you know, we, we definitely want more competition in the in the, uh, in the series. Oh, you, you'll get it with, the, with the, the Opal. Yeah, for sure. Bring out the Opal, Bill. Come on, we're ready for it. All right, guys. Cool, man. Good race out there today. Shout out to Jared. Like I said, first race. Killed it today. Like, super proud of him. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be out there tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right, man. So what was that like out there with your first race? Nervous as hell? No, I mean, everybody's real respectful out there, actually. It was really nice. It was great driving with everybody. Team did great. We all pitched in and got the car ready, and, you know, it was a ton of fun. And highly recommend it. I've been doing track days. But it's my first race ever. And, uh, yeah. It's kind of like a track day, just a lot more intense. Yeah, just a lot more intense. Yeah, um, no, it was great. Everybody's real uh, cool, giving me a lot of space. And, you know, being a newbie out there in one of the slower cars, uh, it was uh, not too scary. So, yeah. All right, congrats. Thank you. Up next on Inside Champ Car, racing at CMP. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. He's Bill Strong. And we are talking racing like we do every Tuesday night. Talking Champ Car like we do every Tuesday night. <clears throat> Talking CMP, Bill. I just don't want to talk. Is that all right? Can I just sit here all night? Because we've got some really cool guys that have joined us. They do look cool. They, well, they certainly look cooler than us. Yeah. It doesn't take much, though. No. no. That's, that's a really low bar. Well, <laughs> they have some. They have a really cool car. They do. Camaro. Yeah. And if you're building a race car, what do you build? Uh, a Camaro. A Miata. A Miata. <laughs> and they have a Miata. Everybody does that, Bill. No, some of us do not. Okay. We go the alternate <clears throat> MR2, <clears throat> MR, <clears throat> yeah, we go the alternate way. But yeah, Camaro, Mustang, no, they drove the Camaro. Should we tell them who they are? Yeah. We got Bliss Racing with us, folks. Yes, we do. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. <laughs> so, so here's the problem, Bill, or let me, the, the warning, which I should have given ahead yeah. of time, is that. If you guys all talk at the exact same time, this is going to be really fun. <laughs> so we're going to work on that. Um, but welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, and now we have to go. Th we have to ask the same question three times, right, Bill? That's right. So we're going to start with the uh, the elder statesman. Well, I'm not going to say that. Well, I'm going to start with. We're, I'm talking about you, Bill. George. Yeah, there we go. George, yeah, George Bliss. We're going to start with you. Now you know that uh, we we ask every time. How did you get started in racing? And did they have cars back then? Oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. His son, look at his son just laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, our, George. Our, uh, our, our start of racing consisted of the first race that we did with Jump Car. There we go. Um, I had absolutely no track experience whatsoever before that. The only thing I had done is driven on the street. And uh, it was, our first race was... VIR South in 2014, we had the Camaro, and we had just put an engine in it. We just got it going like three days before the race, and all we had done was driving around the neighborhood about 20 miles an hour. So, of course, yeah, we're going to go racing with it, you know. And uh, so that, I don't know how it was decided, but 
I went out first. And I remember in line behind the cars going out the way they did it then, you know, everybody just oh, blasted yeah. out into the paddock and whoever was first was first. But we kind of hung back like we usually do. And I was sitting in the car behind a couple of cars waiting to get on pit road. And I was just thinking, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> you know, I said, everybody's going to be so much better than me and so much faster. And I just hope I don't get somebody hurt or me hurt or, you know, but, uh, Turns out it wasn't too bad. I went three laps and then the alternator wire burned off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that was about the end of my stint. So it was, it was, uh, it was so, pretty good. So how did you, I mean, what made, what made you go to chump car? I mean, what made you go racing? Well, my son had a 94, an 84, 84 Camaro third gen that he was using as a daily. And that thing was kind of a piece of crap. But so he bought a 92 and we were in the process of moving over all the suspension parts and electrics and all that to it. I said, what are we going to do with this other car? And I think you were the one that said, hey, there's a series called Chump Car where you can just take a car and, you know, put a cage in it and seat and stuff like that and go racing. You don't have to have any special license or or anything like that. So I said, okay, that sounds cool. So he put something up on the forum saying, hey, we're, we're starting a new team near Raleigh with a third-gen Camaro. And somebody um, messaged him that had already been running a third gen Camaro, the green car actually turns out in chump car and they didn't want to do it anymore. They blew the engine up or something and they just, they didn't want it. So we ended up buying that car and that's what we ran instead of his old um, 84 that we eventually took to the uh, scrapyard. But it wasn't Mike Chiswick, was it? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was guy down near Statesville or yeah, down near Charlotte, Charlotte somewhere. Yeah. I forget exactly where 900 bucks for a cage race car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Just had to get an engine and no, he gave us a transmission. Yeah. And we just had to find an engine. Bought a five hundred dollar Craigslist motor and went race. Yeah, that was back when you had to find all the Craigslist ads, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ads yeah. for if you did a swap and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jeremy, how'd you get started? Yeah, so for me, um, you know, I always had an interest in getting on track and um I had a WRX at the time and that was like my first foray into, you know, just wanting to do track days and uh start off with HBDs and just get myself on the track and see how I liked it. And, uh, turns out it was really fun. I got my start in a uh, Jayzilla track days. Um, so I ran a lot with those guys, um, back in the day and still, still try to as, as often as I can. And, uh, you know, I just found myself doing a lot of track days with the WRX and, uh, decided that it was like, well, I can't really afford to wreck this car because <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a note on it and, and it was like, okay, well, how can I keep, racing or just like you know moving up the track day ladder and and you know and uh continuing to get better and just getting experience and i was like well good idea is probably to sell the wrx and then uh you know get something else that that is a little bit more cost effective and if, if something happens that it's uh it's not gonna completely ruin me financially so i had the wrx um, for a while i did dual track days with that the funny story behind that is i ran rally cross with it as well and uh, i remember when i went to go turn it in um, they didn't put it up on a lift or anything. And they're just like, yeah, like, what have you done? I was like, oh, I've done some track days and stuff, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, if they would have put it up on the lift and seen the stuff from the rallying, probably wouldn't have got as much of a trade in on it, but, uh, yeah, I've never heard back from them. So that worked out, but yeah, <laughs> buying the 150. Um, and then from there, just, uh, searched around on Craigslist. So I found a Miata, right. um, bought one from a guy in Wilmington, um, who actually is, is on our team now. It's, it's cool that it came full circle and he races with us. But uh, yeah, just started doing track days with that. And then, um, and then you know, a couple of years later into that, I was like, yeah, like I'd really like to try wheel to wheel racing, um, but I don't know really how to get into it and talk to a couple of friends. And they're like, yeah, like Champ Car is, um, you know, a series that runs, you don't need a license. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I can check that out. And then I'm putting, um, going on the Champ Car forum and, um, and finding, uh, I forget if I made the post or if you guys had the post. But um, just was basically like, hey, I'm looking to, I'm in Raleigh, I'm looking to just come and hang out with the team, learn how it goes, and not necessarily drive, and um, and you know, end up hearing from these guys, and they're like, yeah, we're in Garner, like come on over and check out the car. I was like, all right, so went over to their place. Um, you know, my buddy Jason, who used to race with us, and he he came over too, and I, I just just remember like meeting him. It was really cool and seeing the car. I was like, wow, it's cool. They're like, yeah, get in, see if you fit. And it was a Camaro, and even though it's a big guy, I was gonna fit, so that was cool. But yeah, they strapped me in and, and they're like, and, and they're like, yeah, like you fit like, cool. And I was like, okay, like, so what do you guys need me to do? Do you need me to, you know, like, do you need to run a test day or like, 
And they're like, oh, what track <laughs> experience do you have? And I'm like, oh, I've been doing track days for like three years. And they're like, wow, that's way more than us. Like, uh, you're going to be real like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we just bought a car and just started racing it. And I'm like, all right, awesome. Nice. <laughs> so it was pretty much just like you fit in the car and here's the first race and come show up. And yeah, and uh, our first race um, that I ran with them was, I believe it was VIR um, South in like 2019. And uh, yeah, the same thing that George is talking about, like, you know, um we we had some stuff we were working out with the car in the morning so i like didn't even really drive around the paddock or anything um and it was pretty much just like we had we were messing with stuff with the car all day to get ready for the race and then my turn for the stint and they're like all right like go ahead and i'm like okay uh and just went out on track and i mean the track day experience that i had from jay zella and just like the awareness that i learned you know from from doing track days with those guys and just other de's was you know served me well i was just pretty much just trying to stay out of everybody's way like everybody does when they first right. start racing but it was funny that about after about a, I was pretty much terrified when I first started, but after doing about 30 minutes in the car, cause the Camaro's a mean car. Yeah. I was like, and, and there's no speedometer or anything. So I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, like how fast am I going to go? But I was like, <laughs> I have no idea how fast I'm going, but it feels really fast. Um, but yeah, after about 30 minutes, I settled in and then it was kind of second nature from there. I'm right. um, just learning how to get around the track and everybody is, was a lot more, um, work together and I would have thought I always figure when I watch racing that it's like everybody's gonna be dive bombing each other and everybody's fighting for position and you know it was just really really cool for like an entry-level person a beginner and anybody right. that's watching it's just like you know you just hold your line and everybody out there wants to finish the race everybody wants to bring the car home for their team so yeah I've been racing with these guys ever since as much and as often as I can so uh yeah it's, it's been really fun so so Bill I, th I think we just made history on this show like like motorsports broadcasting history, not just this show history. We, we haven't talked. No, we well, you haven't talked, but but no, <laughs> we just had a driver say that he applied he applied logic and reason to his motorsports. Yeah, I I had to. That's look that never up. happened before. Yeah, ever in the history of racing. No. <laughs> and no dive bombing. He said I, I heard no dive bombing in there. I was like, wait, what? What? I, yeah. I was just uh, get, couldn't get over yeah. not wanting to take the car with the note and ball it up. That's uh, that's very that, that very too. forward yeah. thinking. So yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking about. Is like, man, I can't afford this car if I wreck this car either. So <laughs> be careful. But uh, yeah. All right. Definitely get more comfortable more you do it. Jeff, you're next. How did you get screwed up? I mean, messed. I mean, how did you get involved? Uh yeah, one year we did the uh, the NASCAR driving experience down in Charlotte. Okay. And uh, pretty much as soon as I got out of that car, I was like, cool, how do I get right back in another one of these things? Sure. <laughs> and uh, that was when going around and researching, I found a champ car. I was like, you know, I've got an old car in the uh, driveway. We can throw a cage in that and go racing. I bet Dad will want to do that. That sounds great. <laughs> so. So Unlike I did not have the fear of that uh, that first race. <laughs> you just get winning and win. It's like, hey, this is awesome. Yeah, so, <laughs> let's do this. So you caught the itch. Oh yeah, yeah. See, everyone has their way of doing it. Well, my experience with them. Now I was it amp. Yeah, it was my first. I think race I was first guys. Yeah, I drove with them an amp, and I had never. Uh, oh, I had driven one V eight car i remember i've driven a lot of cars in champ car i drove one v8 and that was the enterprise two the enterprise and the in uh, the um sanford and sun truck pretty quick but not you know didn't handle well as seen by my videos mm -hmm. but but the um i hopped in the camaro and holy crap this car is fun torque everywhere it's just a crate motor isn't it mm -hmm. yeah that car is a crate motor then I then I drove then I drove it again at VIR, and my experience there was oh my god this is such a fun car like <laughs> more seat time and and just and just kept going and finally I figured out how to drive it and where I could really push and uh, I remember getting out of the car and Ray coming up to me and he said dude those Miata guys are really pissed at you I'm like why he says because they they were able to pass that car that 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 green car like pretty much everywhere it would move out of their way it wouldn't move out of the way for them <laughs> <laughs> and i wouldn't they'd have to work to get around me but they couldn't get around me but i you know but great car and then um i think i oh i drove the white camaro you guys ended up buying a uh, kenny schrader's old car which yeah. let me tell you 
That's like strapping a freaking Tesla on your ass and going. I mean, it was so freaking fast. Oh, my God. It actually scared me going down the front straightaway because I'm thinking I really don't know how great the brakes are in this thing. They look okay, but I hope I can stop. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. So you must have really been without fear if you put Bill in the car. <laughs> well, they weren't in the car. He seemed fine. The wheels probably will stay on the Camaro. It'd be all right. The mufflers didn't, but he seemed fine. Or, or the transmission <laughs> mount. That might have been a transmission mount. That was it. Uh, Which held up the mufflers or something. I don't know. We had wrong bolts in at one point. <clears throat> so when was your first champ car race? What year? Uh, March of 2014 at VR South okay. was our first race. So you're coming up on 10 years. How many races yeah. do you think that you guys have done over the last 10 years? Probably 50. Okay. Something like yeah. that, yeah. I mean, we started out probably doing three a year. First yeah. year we did the VIR races, and then and we kind of branched out. Next year we did maybe four and then five. And we've done, I think we were counting it on the way over. We've done about 10 races Just with, since March of last year. Yeah. Right, right. Watch. There's a lot of miles on that green car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing that, that really caught me off guard is every team I've raced with is out there for the win. I mean, out there for the win. You know, they built, you need to put in solid laps, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're not like that. They're there to have fun. I mean, they want to win. Don't get me wrong, but they're there to have fun. And it's relaxed. And they're there to have fun. And they joke with you and... It's 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 cool and What's and George having fun, yeah. And George is very serious, <laughs> though he does it with laughter, and that's kind of what I found really funny. I haven't heard you him know, yell. Yeah, one of the things you know, you say going for the win. We understand that we're not in position to do that with the Camaro. You know, not for the open. We, we can go like an hour and twenty minutes on a on a tank of gas. So we're we're not gonna we. We go for the class win, you know, yeah. that's the thing. And uh, if we can get that little trophy, that, that's a big win for so us. Wait a second. You can go an hour and 20 minutes on a tank of gas in a, in a Camaro, but aren't there other Camaros out there that can go almost two stints on gas? Well, they probably don't go as fast as us. What's... <laughs> See, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. Exactly. If they're going slow, of course they can go longer. <laughs> Well, we have a we have a stock tank too, so we don't have the okay. Yeah, the the, the big the two gallons over that we could have <laughs> another yeah. five minutes out of. Them. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, or the uh, the super Lamar special car they had the twenty six gallon tank. Yeah, and we're probably corner. running a little rich too because we're we're uh, yeah. kind of kind of averse to to blowing um, ring lines off the piston, so we we well, run a little rich. <laughs> You know, keeping it, yeah. I mean, running running a little rich is actually probably safer in the yeah. long run, and it saves you money because you don't have to replace an engine. Right. So you guys, um, you guys fell into the Miata trap, like seems like most people do. So, uh, you guys won F class on Saturday at CMP, sitting in the paddock. Yeah, and I'd like to say something, and <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but Dana wanted me to pass this on. And uh, what we're going to do from now on is that when you go to F class, you bring a 300 point car. You can bring less than 300 point car, but you cannot bring a more than 300 point car. If a part is found on your car that makes you exceed the F class 300 point max, you will be moved to EC class. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I said, sure, I'll tell everybody. So I just told you guys. And that's basically what happened on Saturday. The team that that uh, took first um, was found. Uh, they forgot to take off a part. And that moved you guys up to first. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. From that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, uh, it was like, yeah, a good battle on track all day. And, um, you know, like Mike and Open Throttle Racing, those guys run like an awesome program, really good friends with all of them. Um, and a lot of ex-JZL guys um, in that group too, and current JZL guys. So yeah, it was it was, uh, it was definitely a bummer for us just because like we were running really good out there and uh, the car was the car was feeling great. And, you know, we had some transmission issues and we had the guy to go in to finish the last stint. So it's like, yeah, we had to 
right behind the wall and try to figure out what's going on. And uh, and it looked pretty much pretty much bad internal for the rest of the day. So Jeff Jeff took a nap. Uh, so he, he he was asleep. Um, and we were kind of just looking at the car, being like, okay, like you know, we're gonna start taking it apart, and what can we do? And um, they came and came and grabbed us and told us to go to impound. And uh, <laughs> the yeah, car was, it was, was kind of it was kind of weird because it was like, yeah, we we pretty much said, yeah, like, yeah, we lost the race, we broke the car, let's get it back for tomorrow, and not even thinking anything about it. So yeah, technically a win, but you know, we definitely wanted to to, to battle it out with those guys on track. Um, so. But, it was bittersweet and the next day um you know had a great battle with them and ran into some culture problems unfortunately and the car ran great all day we ended up getting the transmission fixed um you know saturday night so we could get back out there on sunday and uh the culture just didn't work and first thing in the morning so um our first driver dave is a complete animal and ran two hours in no cool shirt um we told him you shouldn't do that come in we'll swap it out we'll fix it and he's like no i'm fine so he ran his two hours and um, then we brought it in and fixed the cool shirt and, uh, that was enough just to fall a little bit behind, uh, the open throttle car and they got a well-deserved win on, on Sunday. So, um, but yeah, overall, just really cool weekend, especially just, us just putting in the work to get the source new transmission. We got lucky right. and, um, we're able to get in the car and then get back out there on Sunday. That's really what it's all about for us. It's like, yeah, like we, we, we want to win, but we want to do laps. We want everybody on our team to be able to, to go out there and run their stints and, uh, and, uh, have fun and make fun of each other. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much what our team's all about. So, you know, when the F class has been awesome for us, just because as my car sat, that we decided to prep for champ, it was even before F class was introduced to, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And when it, when those came out and it's like, Oh, there's a new class and it's like, well, our car is there. So cool. <laughs> we can run that. And, uh, don't have to like, try to scheme on how we're going to make our car competitive for a and just <laughs> right. like you know, we, we ran it for a little while and figured out okay we're not going to be competitive with those guys like let's just go out there and have fun and we we're going to plan to add stuff to the car throughout but um now we're just you know just happy to run an f class as it sits and maybe adjust a few things going down the road but not having to like really push the envelope of uh right. getting it to be super competitive in a so well, it's funny it, it's funny we've we were talking about this as, as a as staff i think it was last week um how you know a lot of a few of us have been here from the very beginning of chump car back in 2009 2010 and you you see this progression of teams they get to a certain point and they peak and then they start they they they, they just start doing things to the car that maybe is takes them up to the next level but then all of a sudden they just start falling because things just aren't working or they're not good at programming or whatever and then you got the guys that just kept it low and they just stayed pretty steady and you're one of those teams and uh, it's pretty cool to see you guys out there and you've been here for so long because you get yeah. those guys at the top they they fall down and they go somewhere else because hmm. you know because it's a serious fault it not theirs right of course it's always there let's go find well, the only on the series. internet on the internet exactly so so yeah. i i did notice you said you you well you won it in the paddock and you, and you really would have rather battled it out you didn't give the trophy back right <laughs> No, 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 we did not. <laughs> well no. done, well done. What do you, as, do you long guys, as, you, as long as you make a lap, exactly. That's that's what counts. Do Do you guys race with any other groups? No. So what keeps you coming yeah. back to Champ Car? Uh, we just enjoy it. I mean, the people running us the thing are great, and uh, except for and Bill. all the driver. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that yeah. goes without saying. That's a but, given. That's a given. Yeah, I mean, uh, and all the other guys out there, they're. They seem like really decent guys too, willing to help you out if you got an issue. You know, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. Right. Okay. Now and you guys, how, how else are you going to get on somebody's tracks? You know, yeah. be able to drive Watkins Glen or Daytona or Charlotte or Indy or you know stuff like that. And, and all right, Jeff. All right, uh, Jeff. You you or George? You you grew up. You know, we're close to the same age, but you you grew up watching you know Daytona on TV. In Charlotte, what was that like going down, coming out of turn four the first time? Well, it was kind of at Charlotte, it was kind of going into turn three. Oh, that scares the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was actually braking in the Camaro and turn going into turn three because all I could see was that big wall up at the top of the hill, you know. I said, No, yeah. I don't be anywhere close to that thing. <laughs> I had no idea how fast we were going, but it, it just, yeah. And it, it, it kind of just pushes you 
yeah. down in the seat. You know, I would have thought it, you would have been pushed yeah. off to the yeah. side, but no, you're going down. It's a really strange feeling. It's yeah. a lot of fun, though. Yeah. The, Charlotte didn't have the, didn't have the, uh, the um, bus stop or anything on the end of the back straight. So right. you were just going flat out all the way around. You can thank me. I convinced Chiswick <laughs> not to do that. And, and there uh, was a lot of. There's a lot of people that hated that, not not having the chicane there. And I was like, no, no, I want to take NASCAR 3 <laughs> balls out. I just want to do it. And, yeah. oh, my God, it was so much fun. That's my favorite track. So yeah. it's, it's you know, my favorite track for the ovals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it does. It, it is it is the most fun going to 3 and 4. And, and to yeah. me, going coming out of 4 at night just reminded me of every – what was that? The World Six Hundred yeah, on TV when they were coming all-star out yeah, race. in the night. Yeah, the All Star Race. We see all the lights on the. You know, you come out of the dark into the light, and it's just awesome. Yeah, the first time I went through Turn Four at Daytona was in a Honda Civic, and I'm like, I am so slow. Why do people think this is dangerous? <laughs> I, I couldn't hurt myself there if I tried. And then all of a sudden, something came by me at like 50 miles an hour fast. So I'm like, oh, now I know why this is dangerous. I'm very, very yeah. slow. <laughs> that was a fun game to play at Daytona. See how close I can get to the Miata as I'm going around. I'm on the banking trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't run the Miata at a, a Charlotte or Daytona, but all I can think about is us going fast enough so we can just keep it from tipping over. Well, did you ever see that so. picture that was taken of the um, of the Enterprise and the Miata on the banking at Daytona? <laughs> yeah. The Miata looks like it. It looks like this. Let me show you. <laughs> it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I'll get it right. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was scale. trying to figure out if I could go faster through NASCAR at Daytona on the apron than actually on the high banks because I was going <laughs> that slow. Don't laugh. We had somebody do that a couple of years ago, and I'm up in the tower. We were timing them and watching them kind of go past some cars. Not all of them, but some cars, yeah. <laughs> It was pretty funny. It was like, dude, you can get up there. But the first time I ran there, it was a little scary. I ran the first uh, Daytona racer, the hurricane one. And uh, it was a little scary, man, because it's like, will will all the oil go where it needs to go? Or is it going to go to the <laughs> out the left wheel somewhere? <clears throat> yeah. I hadn't even thought about that problem. <laughs> yeah, or, well, yeah, I'm the car owner. So you always think about, you know, where's it going to break? Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, um. You guys, uh, not only do you do chump car and champ car stuff, but you also do hot rods. You guys did the uh, the hot rod power tour last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we took Jeff's '72 Camaro. Ooh. Uh, we had just he, he blew up the engine last summer, going to work, and uh, so he bought a 383 crate motor, blueprint motor, and uh, we had just barely got that in. Got 500 miles on it on Tuesday, so that we could. Uh, change it all and then we left wednesday morning yeah <laughs> tore it down in rockingham yeah was it pretty uh pretty pretty solid ride yeah yeah, yeah it was it was very good yeah now george you, you have a pretty you have a pretty cool hot rod too your pickup truck you drive that to the races yeah that's our that's our truck for carrying our extra gear and stuff and what is it it's a 71 let's see and i guess yeah. to some people that seems really old but it's not really all that old no, well, I've got a '69 Chevelle 396 too that I'm yeah. that I had at the body shop for five years and got it back. I don't know around Christmas time, January, yeah. something like that, and I got to finish the assembly on it. That takes forever. Interior and front end, and but and my daughter drove a '57 Chevy four door Post in high school and college. And I've got that in the garage too. Cool. And Jeremy, you've got a Subaru. Way <laughs> <laughs> more. It's long gone. I'll give another Miata to daily that because my my only car is a 350 that we tow to the races with. And um, yeah. you know, commuting that now that you know we're we're starting to go back to to the office a little bit more, um, realized very quickly that uh I could pay for a Miata instead of putting gas in a 350 driving it four times a week or five times a week to work. So that's the you're fun. like six foot five. I mean, how do how do you fit in a Miata? uh very carefully um yeah yeah um, so can you yeah, put the, the top car, down yeah the, the yeah just go <laughs> top. Um, more goggles the door's welded shut so it's it's even harder but yeah and, and the first track car 
um, Miata that I, that I got um, when I bought it. And uh, the first thing I did was I brought it to a modification shop in Raleigh, um, Roscoe Scott, who ended up uh, doing a drop pan on it. Said, and by doing a drop pan, we looked up another n a number of ways that we could fit me in it so I would clear the broomstick test on it. Um, and this is just when I had a roll bar in that, not a full cage. And uh, tried like the advanced auto sparks drop pan, and that wasn't going to really get it low enough. So he ended up custom like welding like a drop pan into it right. and then bolting the seat to that. And that's how I was able to fit. Um, and then, um, it's now for a the ground effects car. car. <laughs> yeah. If I went over like into my driveway the wrong ways, you could hear it scraping all the way down the street. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was, that was the only way I was going to fit in that car. And then the current car, um, it was when I bought it, it was, um, it was, you know, built with a higher cage so that a uh -huh. hard top doesn't fit on it. Um, and it was just built for like a taller driver. So they didn't do a complete drop hand. It's still lower, but, uh, yeah, it's the only way that I fit in those cars and getting out of it is, is pretty funny. And I definitely turn a lot of heads, especially when I had my MB before and I drive to the grocery store and crawl out of it. So, yeah. So at five, six, I don't have those issues. I, I, I was built the height of a race car driver, but not the width of a race car driver. So that's the problem I have. <laughs> the width of the race car. Oh, Wow. I went there. I went wow, there. Wow, you went right there. Didn't even I hesitate. Right there. I, I deserve that. <laughs> I deserve that. I'm good with it. I'm not far behind him. <laughs> I asked Bill when he said he was going to go take, what was it, the Opal? The Opal, yeah. Yeah, I said, do you have room for me in there? And without even a hesit, no. <laughs> Just flat out, <laughs> no. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll have to find something else. <laughs> I got to do a drop pan for my son, so. He's all right when he sits in there. And now then I'm like, put the helmet on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It all falls apart. Yeah, like I fit it, but it's like ah, oh, your head's way above that. It's not yeah. gonna work. Yeah. So what's up next yeah. for you guys? What race? Yep. Yeah. Uh, twenty four, the big one. Oh. We do Miata. We don't take the Camaro with the twenty four. So no, we and bring our green racing program to save fuel for the twenty four. Yeah, that's uh, the eco part of our race program. <laughs> was, uh, the one before we we'd uh yeah we'd go broke from putting get a gas in the Camaro probably for that for that race. Well, you get like 30 miles to the gallon in the in the Miata, right? Yeah, it pretty much uses half the amount of gas, uh, like we've calculated it. And it's like, okay, if we have the Camaro, it's exactly twice as much. And yeah. we can, like, we have enough gas cans to, like, bring 16 gas cans for a full weekend for the for the Miata. With the Camaro, we oh, go wow. out a couple times. Yeah, well, we didn't even have a gas gauge in the, in the Miata because we knew we could go two hours. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, so why even? Right. You don't have to know how much gas you got. You got enough, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. time we run out of gas is when we forget to put it in the night before <laughs> and go out on track at Watkins Glen, like we did last year, and yeah. the car doesn't work. <laughs> anybody put gas in it? I think so. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> looking at each other. I thought you did. I thought you did. Oh my God! That yeah, we fixed the car. All right, great. Yeah. That ha that happened to me. Did you go through all the electrical components of oh, yeah. the car, the, the ignition boxes, and everything before, before somebody said, "Hey, did anybody check to see if there's there. gas?" Or like it probably got wet, or like maybe it's yeah. this, and and then we're like, "Oh, yeah. it works." All right, cool. Yes, that's yeah, the most embarrassing thing ever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of funny things like that. We had uh, was it one of the races last year where. Uh, one of our drivers uh, took the took the express route off of the top of the roller coaster and kind of just jumped off of it and uh, went down to the bottom of Hogpen and came across. And then we did the driver change. The next guy, um, Charlie, gets in and just like no power on the car. We're like trying to figure out everything. We're like looking at the hood and like same thing, checking all the electrical stuff. And then I think Jeff or I forget, yeah. it pops, pops the trunk and it's like, oh, there's our problem. Like the battery is not really uh, attached. attached. <laughs> Because it went for a ride, and then then we got a battery box. So <laughs> we usually add stuff to the car by uh, by stupidity or failures, and, yeah. and uh, that's usually the best way to figure out what you need to be successful. So yeah, I, I've got a friend who's got a Miata and a Corvette, and it's the Corvette on the side says "powered by Benjamin," and the Miata says "powered by Washington." <laughs> exactly. That's accurate. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Bill. Anything else before we let these gentlemen get on with your evening? I say no, gentlemen I, loosely. I, I, congratulations again on your F-Class win on Saturday, and uh, hope you have continued success. And we'd love to see the Camaro back out there again. And uh, yeah, you know my number. Fix. You know my phone number. Yeah, yeah just have to fix the clutch and transmission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, uh, we're looking forward to the 24. Like, definitely shout out to everybody that's thinking about running F-Class. We definitely want more cars out there to – 
to battle with. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the race. I know Open Throttle guys are going to be there at the 24. So looking forward to uh, getting out there with them and anybody else that brings a car. It'd be, it'd be awesome to race with you guys. And, you know, we'll have both cars out at a, at a race pretty soon too. It's always fun to run both of them and, you know, get in between, like get out of the Camaro and get in the Miata. It's, yeah. it's uh, it takes a little bit of adjustment. It collapses. Go but... the other way and you're like, oh yeah, torque. Yeah, <laughs> it's, pre it's pretty yeah. funny. We we have one or two or th sometimes three F class cars, but you know, Sebring in December, there's probably going to be fifteen or twenty. Yeah, because you said no, no, should only be one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should only be one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> we're gunning for it. Yeah, we, uh, we we we're definitely we've got Sebring on the calendar this year. We thought about doing it last yeah. year, and then uh, we, and then we were on the fence, and then the schedule came out, and then it was two days this year, and we're like, yeah. well, that's that's two awesome. Chances, too. yeah, we'll yeah. for two days. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll be there this year. Cool. So it's Camaro, right? Hopefully, hopefully okay. that's the better yeah. truck. It's at Sebring for sure. There's a better car there. Cool. Before, before we let you go, do you have any sponsors, family, friends you want to thank, and you know, significant others? Yeah, I thank my wife Debbie for letting us do this for ten years, and you know, doesn't really uh, complain too much about how much money we pour into it. Yeah, too much. Yeah, well, it gives Jeff and I a chance to do stuff. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of special. Yeah. Yeah. Me, um, yeah. My wife, Jenny, super supportive, um, you know, family and friends have, have, uh, have always, always thought it was a little bit crazy and, you know, think that it's like, oh, be safe. And, and, uh, but, uh, you know, overall, everybody's really supportive and, you know, our team on Bliss Racing, like everybody that participates, we've got guys that just come in and just don't even drive and they just crew like we will for the 24. So, um, yeah, like everybody on our team, like, uh, Rally Jeff, Dave Gregory, Charlie Jimenez, uh, Jared Carey, Steve Pender, David Henry, Roscoe Scott. Roscoe Scott. Yeah. Trying no, to think of everybody. No Miles. No that's, that's a cool name, Roscoe. He's yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. find it, I find it awesome. Yeah. I, I find it awesome that you guys are one of the only teams out there that you, you only spend, this is for the wives, that you only spend $300 for a whole weekend worth of racing. Off to you guys. I oh, know man. it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. We really, <laughs> yeah, we really balance the checkbook every time we go racing and make sure that we can, uh, you know, just only spend what we're allowed. Yes, so that, yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've just lost our truth in advertising um, moniker here. <laughs> we're going to have investigations now starting on this podcast. So, yes, right. yeah, guys, thanks a lot. We really appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Thanks, thanks for having guys. Us. All right, Bill. What do we got coming up next year? Hey, we got um, we got the inter we got the uh. So we were good. We talked about only doing the the winners interview, right? But what we're going to do is do um the top three for each of this this race because the top three cars were pretty much competitive all day long, got and uh, yeah. All right. So that's what we're doing. All right. So these are your top three finishers from CMP coming up next, and we'll come back and talk about some other stuff afterwards. Stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> John Hurley, Pinky's out. Formerly Danger Racing. Danger Racing, but we all we're all together now. It's all one big umbrella. So the Pinky, the Huggy Racing Empire. Uh, we, uh, you know, we spend most of the time in the shop together. We work on the cars together. My trailer is stored at his house. The car, you know, we work on his uh, folks' house. So it's a it's a family affair for sure. So uh, that was a pretty crazy end of the race. What happened to you at the end? You, you kind of lost it, then gained it back. Well. We had made a gentleman's agreement that we'd push at the end. Uh, my tires were gone. That's the excuse I'm going to use. But he was sliding sideways everywhere. And then we had to remind him we got to use those tires tomorrow. And then we said, no, nah, we'll cut it out. And uh, and then he let me get back in front of him. But that was a good race. Any, uh, any exciting stuff happen out there? Uh, no, not really. Everybody drove. You know, smaller field today. Everybody, I thought, drove pretty great. Um, EC cars or EC cars. There's sometimes an issue with that, but everybody else was pretty uh, pretty good. I don't think either car had any contact with anybody, although I haven't asked all my drivers yet. So that's always a that's always something you got to go look around the car to see. But we went through a brand new set of uh, one set of uh, Bridgestones and had an old set from Road Atlanta that had about seven hours on them. And that's what I had to finish the race on. So yeah, we saw you change tires there towards the end. Now, who are your drivers this weekend? 
today? Uh, today, uh, David uh, Martin got in the car first. Yep. Then Chris got in the car. Or Chris Huggins got in the car. Then Roger got in the car. Then I got in the car. So we end up driving like you know. I did a second stint in uh, the white car, uh, and then we kind of planned to do the last stint and see where we're at. But we didn't know our tires weren't gonna. My tires weren't gonna go this. We did have to replace one tire in his car too. So the day was hot. You gonna do anything different for tomorrow? Uh, this car is going in the trailer. Okay. So you're gonna run the E30s tomorrow. Two E30s tomorrow. Yep. All right, man. Congrats on your win here, at CMP. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Chris Huggins from Pinky's out down here, second place. Uh, we heard that uh, John just decided to put a, a smackdown on you, though. He says it was a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, it was a gentleman's agreement. Oh, there we go. Okay, it's, it's confirmed. It's my fault his car's slow today because I told him to buy the wrong tires. Yeah, you had to go through two sets of almost. Went through a set of tires and you had to put some old ones on. Yeah, we had a brand new set that lasted four hours. So those are not the right choice when it's this hot outside. I can't afford that. He can't afford that. So we're not going to be doing that again. Are you going to run both cars, uh, both E30s tomorrow? Well, that's the plan, but we also got tire problems with those because I don't have enough tires tomorrow. We got one new set between two cars, so we'll see how long they last. Which side, did you use them both up, both sides at the same time, equal, or was one side more than the other? Well, we played around with the suspension on the SC, and it's really loose now. Before, it was pushy, so we changed some, some stuff, some secret sauce, and uh, it's going the right direction, but it's a little bit harder on the rear tires than we were used to, so it's driver control. Well, who were your drivers today? Um, Alex Harrison, big shout-out to him, setting FTD the first time in the car. He's been our crew chief for, like, five years, one of my best friends, so super happy to have him, and uh, Chip. And who else drove the car? John. John drove the car. All right, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Bill. Great, man. Down here with MKD Motorsports, Ava, the crew chief for this car. Awesome race today with that uh, Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, were you happy these guys finished up at the top? Yeah. Uh, we were hoping for a higher spot, but then we had to pit a lot because. Because <laughs> the loser drivers kept using all the gas. And the they're tires. Losers. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not losers because they're up here. Mm, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, were you giving them good instruction on the uh, radio? Yep. I was also doing the spreadsheet on like when to pit. So. Was that fun or boring? It was fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who were your drivers today? David Pesky. Her dad. My dad. And who's your dad? What's his name, Dad? <laughs> What's his name? Dr. Handsome. Dan. <laughs> Dr. Handsome, I like that. And who else? Uh, oh yeah, there you are, Mike. Okay, so uh, what are you gonna do? What are you, what do you think the guys are gonna do tomorrow? Different to actually beat all these little cars. We're gonna have a lot of gas. There you go. All right, guys. More beans tonight. <laughs> that's a dad joke yeah. alright guys congrats MKD Motorsports and their uh, Mustang it is a Mustang not a Capri right yes. yeah alright <laughs> alright good race guys here with pinkies out chris huggins a sweep for the weekend one two one two both days pretty awesome boy sure is nice when everything goes your way isn't it i don't know man <laughs> oh you've had a good time before <laughs> didn't have to turn any wrenches didn't have to do anything put fuel in and tell the drivers where to go that's those are the best weekends yeah it's been really nice the whole family's here we've just been able to relax we had a cookout last night so it's been great so uh, who are your drivers today in uh, both cars uh, John Hurley, Chip Schink, uh, Roger Cohn, Alex Harrison, and David Martin. Cool. Now you you spend a lot of time at this track, or a few times a year at this track. This is the first track I ever raced at, way back when I started endurance racing, with this exact car. So it's meaningful to come back here with this car and do well. Now, uh, was John that quick? No. He had better tires. Maybe the quicker car today. He let me have the quicker car. Yeah, he let me. <laughs> he let me. 
somewhere. Put an asterisk on that. Let me. Yeah. No, we had a guy. Guys drove great. Um, the white car is just the faster car. It kind of. It really was a faster car yesterday. We just. Um, we were able to, you know, go to our strategy. We had. We had a pretty good fight with Prefect. They were. Uh, they were running really good. And uh, they were trying to go long on fuel. We tried to go long on fuel, and we got lucky with a purple 35 that kind of kind of set it and ended it, you know, where we could kind of cruise the last little bit and just, just do our do our laps. So we're hitting our marks. Track is super greasy. Tires are really hot. All the We only had four new tires, so we spread them out over the two cars, uh, put them on the left, and just cycled some old tires on the right and, you know, kind of try not to torture the tires through the carousel. And um, we, made it, we made it all the way today. So is your secret weapon being an uh, airline pilot? Oh, just, no, no, not at all, but uh, it helped probably. I follow checklists, and we, we have a pretty good checklist, and we catch things, and um, we don't break as a result of that, or we, we have fewer breaks. You know, we've had a pretty perfect weekend. None of our guys had any contact. Um, everybody drives fast, but, you know, keeps it within the limits and thinks about it. It's an eight-hour, seven-hour, you know, a race. It's not a sprint race. So, so Chris, I'm going to turn this off right now, but what is the secret, what, the secret sauce to this uh this good luck you have in endurance racing. It's on. <laughs> Diligence. <laughs> you got to have attention to detail. Like you said, checklist, right? We got at least two things to add to the checklist that we learned this weekend. You know, we've been doing this 10 years. We're still adding to that checklist. What is that thing? What is what? What, what, is, what is that thing you're going to add to the checklist? Oh, you better make sure that cool search plugged in when the race oh. starts. <laughs> it was pretty hot out there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was real hot this day, this weekend. Not as bad as it's been here before, though. We had we added helmet blowers, and those paid for themselves uh, easily today. They they definitely make a big difference because you just don't get as hot. Even with a cool shirt, you know you're still your head's still baking in there. And uh, with the with the with the helmet blowers, we were we were much better off on a hot day like today. Although it's, I guess it's not really the hottest it's been here at CMP, but man, the track was sure greasy. Now that green uh, Lexus today, pretty tough uh, racing with them. Yeah, yeah, we you know. We had, we knew we had a bit of pace on them, uh, but they had a pretty good strategy, and uh, we knew that it could come down to the wire based on if somebody picked up a purple 35 uh, or somebody didn't, and we we were the lucky ones on that today. So it could have gone, it could have really gone the other way, honestly, uh, with them. They they ran a strong race. They've had a lot of engine failure, so I'm proud of them to get on the uh, box. Lexus owner as well, so. Uh, you know, I talk to those guys all the time and, and uh, share ideas and, and, and improvements on those cars. But the E30s, the E30s were too strong today. So where are you going to race at next? We don't know. Not the 24. I heard that rumor. Is that true? That's true. We're not going to the 24 this year. Somebody else can have it. I just ordered the watches yesterday. I ordered them in your wrist size too, man. Look, look right there. You got one right there. There we go. Doesn't mean we won't be there. We just won't be there with our own vehicle. We're, we're taking a break. We're gonna prep. You know, we're thinking about maybe pit race or something like that. But definitely via our north. You race a pit race. I've never been to pit race. And then we're gonna go to Sebring at New Year's. Oh, they're C-class cars. You'll be all right. What's wrong? What's wrong with Sebring? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm taking the F-class cars. So. Oh, yeah, all right. We'll stay away from the Opal. We'll, That's... we'll watch out for the roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris. Good race, man. Thanks, Bill. Good race, guys. That was a hell of a race out there. Yeah, that was a tough one. It was uh, 1,000 degrees out here. I'm sure it's 1,000 degrees for everybody else. Um, before anything, when we got here on Friday night, we ate too, didn't you? Sorry? Late. You got here late. We had a coolant pipe leak that uh, Chris Huggins over there fixed for us. So I want to thank him first thing out of before talking about our race. That was, you know, uh, we don't really have too many skills and he got it fixed up for us and without that you know we go home so um that was a, a huge help for us uh outside of that yesterday we had some issues because we had a loose exhaust so uh, we, we we're down power the whole race still managed in the top 10 got that fixed up today and you know uh just ran a clean race mostly made a couple of hiccups here and there but uh, you know all, all it takes is just some consistency and and you know, my co-driver Carl helped me out quite a bit. You know, we got it all. We got we got the car back in one piece. Usually, if if we're finishing, we're we're doing okay. So, 
You know, it's good to be back up on the podium. The first time this car ever raced was actually here two years ago. It ended up in the podium as well. So, uh, so yeah, big news for us. So who are the drivers today? Yeah, just us two. Yeah, just us you know, two. My, yeah, my brother. Had a good day. And, and my, my friend uh, Ryan over there, we're, we're our crew. You know, um, those guys just crushed it with pit stops. We were done with fuel in under two minutes every time. I mean, everything was running smooth. Um, you know, like I said, small hiccup that, that kind of got us away from the the you know the pinkies out cars, but those guys were so fast. It was it was fun racing with them in the morning, but if we tried to keep up with them all day, we would have gone through three sets of tires. So, you know, at, at some point you have to do the sensible thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So my brother is yelling at me. He's like, name the sponsor. So, yeah, yeah, it's on the car. Show the car. Yeah, yeah, there it goes. Tabola Auto out of Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, they they take care of a lot of stuff for us. So. They'll travel all over the country to do stuff, right? <laughs> the, I mean, <laughs> it's on their credit card. <laughs> yeah. If uh, I'm sure they would. If you pay that mechanic thousand bucks, he'll show up and fix it for you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it was a good race. Uh, you know, it was good, clean racing out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, th this track's always pretty fun, and it's a hard on cars. It's shockingly hard on cars, but it was fun. Cool. All right, guys. Congrats. Thank you yeah. as always. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. The guy on your left is Bill Strong, but you knew that because his name's right there underneath. I'm yeah. Brian Belansky. We're having a good time today. Hey, I say that because, you know, people at home who listen on the podcast don't have the benefit of the graphics. Ah, right, right, right. You know, but so. we're working on that technology. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Braille. <laughs> anyway, good stuff from CMP. Uh, yeah, the Bliss Racing actually... dudes were fun. It was it was a fun race, man. Yeah. It was fun calling it on Champ Car Live with Polly and Tiffany. Yeah, um, I tried to be quiet as as quiet as I could most of the time, except when it got exciting. But um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, there was a lot of close racing, uh, not a lot of calls for the log, you know, nice. which is kind of disconcerting. I thought these guys would just make my life, you know, worth living by being able to type in a few hundred, you know, uh, right. black flag calls, but no. There you go. They were well behaved. They're getting it. Yeah, they're getting it. They're getting it. All right. So, um, Got a couple things we, we want to talk about. Yeah, we did have a couple of issues. Um, you know, Bill Strong on pit lane. <laughs> that was one. The second one like was Bill uh, Strong after dark. Right. Sorry, I'm a little wore out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's starting to catch up. These. Uh, I've been on the road how many weeks now? It's, a ton. Yeah, I get one. One more. One more weekend, and then I, I'm off for a week, and then we get to start all over again. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> enough about me, man. Dry <laughs> brakes. So we had a team lose their dry brake head. I guess they were they pulled the thing out and didn't realize that they left the dry brake in the dry brake and took off, and they lost Oops. it. And they had no way of filling up their car. We're not going to stop a race to go look for their parts of their car. So when you do something like that, when you when you go to all these special connectors or whatever, always have a backup. I know it's costly. Very pricey, especially for the dry brakes. But man, think about what happens if you if it is if it breaks. So what are you going to do? How are you going to feel that? How are you going to fill that car up with fuel? Um, fire bottles. We're seeing. We're still seeing the uh, small little kitchen fire bottles instead of a ten pound bottle. Um, I know I've kind of had a hard time finding them. At, finding them at my local, you know, Lowe's or or a uh, home depot because you know supply chains or whatever but right you got to get 10 pounders because that's what the rules say and we've seen 10 pounders actually help put out fires where the kitchen ones are just you know and you're done so, so bigger bigger is better in this case every town has a company that goes around and services all of the businesses and 
fire suppression dot you know you know dudes of charlottesville or what you know whatever they're called right so right. if you can't get them at your home depot or your big box or wherever and you don't want to i don't i don't even think you can order a fire extinguisher online i don't think they'll ship that um maybe but maybe they okay. will but anyway uh but your your town whatever town is or i'm sure there's something close to wherever you are uh there is a business that's out there and uh they will sell you fire extinguishers i guarantee it because i've done it um and then they will also service them for you. Right. And the other thing, too, is that when you're climbing over the wall, don't lean on the handle. Because when you push it down, <laughs> it goes boom. Put your hand. So there's two handles. It's yep. shaped like alligator mouth. Stick your hand in the mouth and carry it like that. So in case you do come down on it, it's not going to set it off. So That's yeah, a- put your hand in the alligator mouth. Hold on to it like that. Go over the wall. And don't use it as a cane. That's what I see people do. They use it as a cane to help get them over the wall and poof, you know, we've got a pit lane full of stuff. And then by the next day, all your, all your pressurization is gone and you go to fight a fire and it's going to go, you know, and that's not. So we see those. Um, yeah. The fire bottles and, and Hey, guess what month it is. It's uh, almost July. Almost July, which means that it's almost December 31st. So what happens December 31st, Brian? We have the rules say that every couple of years or every so often, you're going to have to get your uh, your belts, your nets, and your fire bottles inspected. So I would start now. Look at the dates on your fire bottles. Look at the dates on your nets and belts and kind of get with Discovery Parts and see about uh, what it's going to take to get them, get them in date, either for next year or the year after that. But, yeah, we have a – and I'm pretty certain this is the, the cycle. This, this year is a cycle for fire bottles, so, you know, from when we started purchasing them. So sure. take a look at it and uh, make sure the gauges are good, too. That should be a, an every, every time before you start the race, go look at it. You know, make sure everything's still good in it. And if your stuff expires at the end of the year, Remember that everybody's stuff expires at the end of the year, which yeah. means that everybody is like racing to find stuff and to try the, and get it reserted too. And so. the people who, who do the work know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's usually less expensive to buy the stuff now, even if you don't put it in till January or December right. or whenever. Um, it's a whole lot easier to get it and get it sitting in the garage so you don't have to worry about it. Yep. Because um, I've had to race before to get belts replaced um, because. You know, I have forgotten that they're expired. And then me and every other racer out there has forgotten they've expired. So get it out of the way now. And the fire bottles, too. When you have your fire bottle out getting service, don't forget you have other parts of the system that need service. Make sure that the hoses aren't kinked. You know, some of them are plastic. They're not melted. Make sure you can still pull the the pin, you know, the the T-handle. Make sure that's cleaned and lubed and whatever the manufacturer recommends you do. Um, When you put it back together... Leave a little, leave a little um, on the T-handle, leave a little space. Don't make it so tight. You know, give it an inch or two right. of travel so that you can move it back and forth and test it out every then without actually setting off the fire bottle. So, um, so do all of your cars have to have fire systems? Yes. Okay, so there's yep. no five-pound bottle strapped to the tunnel? No, or his leg or anything like that, no. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, you can still do that, but you have to have required a, uh, you know, uh, uh, an insert bottle. I run an old out of date, um, NASCAR, uh, you know, the, get the big white bottles of safe craft. I have a safe craft, uh, a, 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 a F or whatever. And right. I run that for my fuel system. And that just, that protects that part. But then I have an actual end date system for me and me and the engine. Okay, so as long as you have one that's in date, you could run an yep. out of date one yeah. in, in oh, yeah. an auxiliary you run, place. You can run car. whatever you want. There's and, and you have a separate um, handheld, just a small handheld, you know, a kitchen one, <laughs> right? But uh, ABC for those small little fires, you know, your brake your brake pads sure. catch on fire or something, you know, something like that. So instead of having to set off your big, very expensive system, right? Have a little handheld when you're out on turn three. Yeah, you know. So. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, seat, that's seat, that. Anything so we have a big race coming up. Yep. Sebring's coming up. We have uh 53 cars entered for that. Still some room left. If you guys want to get in at the last second, 
Houston, we got 15 cars. We really need cars for that. Come on, man. I know there's more than 15 people in Houston <laughs> and surrounding areas. And I know it's summer. Man up. Get out there. Let's go racing. Get your cool suit. Um, yeah, get Drink your cool a lot of fluids. Shirts. High Plains Raceway. We've got 21 cars. That one jumped in a big way. So uh, that's made Chelsea really happy. Uh, we have Lifeline 24-Hour Classic coming up. We have 58 cars to that. We have a few spots left on pit lane. So uh, hurry up, sign up, and uh, let's go racing. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's it. Nothing me, else? I think I think that's it. I'm ready for a nap. You're ready. Well, yeah, you got a lot of stuff coming up. So, Yeah. All right. Well, since that's what you're saying, we're going to get out here right at the top of the hour. I mean, we couldn't have planned that better. We, did, we didn't plan it, by the way. Uh, no, that's that going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard or what you saw, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels, comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belanti. You are watching Champ Car Live on YouTube and listening to the Racing Wire podcast now. Bye.